1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. You picked a fantastic time to listen to Mornings with Tom and Tom because we're going to get you ready for Valentine's Day by tearing everything down with our good friend Hannah Keeley, America's number one mom coach. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. I am so excited. I get to hang out with you guys. We're excited to have you. You always say some really provocative things, and that's what's going to go down today because you say forget the chocolates, toss the champagne, or if you're not Presbyterian, (laughs) the sparkling cider out. After 34 years of a fight-free marriage, you, America's number one mom coach, master board certified life coach, best-selling author, reveals the toxic traits... I can't say it. Toxic traits of Valentine's Day and the harm it can do for a couple. We got a lot yes. to talk about. Oh, we are talking about provocative. You got it. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, Hannah, okay, so walk us through this. I mean, uh, our, our um, industry that has been surrounded uh, Valentine's Day is letting us know that all the things that we think should happen on the day should not necessarily be encompassed within one day. So kind of burst our bubble. Help us through this, would you? No, absolutely, because think about it, Valentine's Day is a contrived holiday to make sure companies are marketing and making a lot of money off people who feel inadequate in their relationships. Let's just go Hmm. ahead and say what it is, right? Because, okay, my marriage is suffering, so let me make a big deal on Valentine's Day. I'm going to make sure that my person feels listened to and appreciated. I'm going to get the flowers, get the chocolates. What happens on February 15th? What, you're back to normal? You're just going to have a one day of a good marriage? So this is kind of sets you up for failure and thinking that this is a day when I can make things okay, make things right, romanticize what I have. And then the rest of the days during the year, we we never put any effort toward it. And we think one day is going to fix that. Hmm. Okay. Wow. You mean it's not? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to like rewrite all that I got planned for next week. But... <laughs> But no, I think, plan it, plan it, but make sure you're doing it all right. year long. And and I think that that's that's the um, the point you're really trying to make is it's not about the day; it is about your relationship. What are you doing to invest in that relationship daily? Because this is not going to mask whatever you're dealing with in the relationship with your spouse. If you're not talking with one another, chocolates ain't going to make the conversation flow. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like you, your life is a product of the decisions you make every day. So if you think about that, your relationship is also a product of the decisions you make every single day. And if we save up, like if we romanticize, it's good to romanticize this day. It's good to add romance 
to every single day. And so, but if we think that this day is a fix all, then we're going to find that we crash even harder the next day. It's like, oh, wow. So I get chocolates and I'm appreciated and you take me out. And then like tomorrow, what you're expecting, let me put some dinner on the table and I got to have the house clean. And, and then I'm expecting you to not be grumpy when you come home. And like all the things that we're not dealing with, it's like putting a, a fix it solution on a problem and you're in your get the bandaid off and let's fix the real issue so that every day can be Valentine's day. Okay. So can I offer an alternative, uh, a counterpoint to this? Okay. So, as yes. someone who loves, I actually love Valentine's day I, and that's crazy. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> but okay. So we have holidays to help us focus ourselves. Like we have, we have Mother's Day, we have Father's Day, we have Grandparents' Day, we we have Christmas. I mean, all these things you can say the same thing of, right? You should always celebrate Christmas. You should always celebrate your mother or your father or your grandparents. But we, we need these like rituals. We need these rituals that help remind us of why we appreciate these people. To me, Valentine's Day is a, is a ritual that you can participate in or not, but it's, it doesn't mean, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't have to mean that there's something wrong. It can mean that there's something right. And I want to have this ritual to celebrate why I appreciate this person. Just I love that. I love that. I think we get out of the ritual mindset though. Okay. You know, rituals are there to remind us and we're not being reminded daily. And so what can happen here, just like with Mother's Day, is that now I'm appreciated this one day and the next day we have almost like, you know, it, we're hungover because we're like, wow, now back to reality, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand even God always ordained to have rituals, Re you know, put these stones, remind, mm -hmm. remind yourselves, remind your children, like have these reminders, have these rituals. We have to understand what if, what if we could have daily rituals? What if we could have like one of the habits so inside my university mom master university we work on master habits and if you're working on your relationship those are habits you do every day so <clears throat> every day <clears throat> excuse me wow every day when you see each other what's the greeting like are you focused on each other do you have that like beautiful i call it the seven second kiss like don't pull away too soon like have that intimacy every single day but if we like look at valentine's day it as a repair that's not going to fix it. And we're going to crash harder. Mm. Okay. Uh, I hear both of you and it'll be fun to watch you kind of like, uh, like see who's going to win this uh, non-argument between Tabby and Hannah Keeley. <laughs> and uh, I hear what you're saying, Tabby, that we should celebrate and those are good things, but it can't just be that. So I hear what you're saying, Hannah, but so there's got to be a way to normalize this in a relationship so that you can take that moment to really highlight it, but it can't put all of the eggs in this one Valentine basket, so to speak. So how do you do that? How do you normalize it? Like, what if we just normalized intimacy? Like, think about that. We don't normalize intimacy. Like when we are, intimacy becomes something we're like, all right, as long as we, well, can I, can I say the, the S-E-X word? Uh, yes, uh, I think, you, yeah. Yeah, as long as it doesn't sound like the word <laughs> sex, I think you'll be fine. Okay. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so it's like, okay, so we have to hit a quota every week or we have to make sure that we're hitting our marks and okay, yes, we can like check that box off and it doesn't become something that enriches your life. So what if you thought of intimacy of the sexuality in your relationship as something to enrich your life? Like think about it, then you're always wanting to pursue it. What if it could actually 
increase your energy, increase your, um, boost your immune system, like add to your overall well-being. I think we compartmentalize, especially Christian couples, we've compartmentalized our sexuality as something that has to be um, a check mark and a quota and like off to the side. And we're not normalizing, like when we're in a room together, are we pursuing each other? Are we intimate with one another? Are we expressing love and appreciation and gratitude and attraction all the time? Her name is Hannah Keeley. She's America's number one mom coach, and she's a good friend of the program. And she's walking us through what Valentine's Day could be like if you experience it every single day. Hannah, great to have you with us here this morning. So good to be here. I love this conversation because I think we don't have it enough. Yeah. And, you- um, in faith communities, I think we need mm-hmm. to have this conversation more often. What does intimacy look like? And, and what does it look like to even set an example for our children, for our families? of what that beautiful, excuse me, that beautiful relationship is like. Yeah. And, and I appreciate your candidness and just talking it through. And, um, you know, off air, we were talking about, I I think in in many faith communities, people have are struggling with shame about where they miss the mark. And so it's hard for them to talk about sexuality, period. But God came to lift that off of us. First of all, confession is good for the soul and uh, and God says he'll separate our, us from our sins as far as the east is from the west and so I think if people can just be free to receive the good gifts he's given in sexuality then mm. maybe they could begin to talk about it more that is so true and you know we were talking about that shame associated like there's no condemnation for those in Christ right but I think this is how we get generational curses is the enemy is trying to say, don't share things with your kids because then you'll be giving them permission to do that sin. And I remember thinking this, like as a mother of seven kids, because even though Blair and I are the only partners we've ever had, we did not wait until we were married because our parents wanted us to wait and have this big wedding. And, you know, we ain't going to wait. Like that was just like the pressure was on. And I remember I never shared this with them. And then Holy Spirit shared with me, like, you need to be honest so that you can help them with their challenges. And that was one of the hardest things I did was like to share, like, guys, I I didn't, like, dad and I didn't. But I wish we had, like, married when we wanted to get married instead of waiting for everything to be right. And so it really opened up this way of sharing intimacy and sexuality and that beautiful impact of what it means to have that covenant of marriage, have sex in that covenant of marriage, how powerful that is. So I think no matter what history you have sexually with intimacy, whatever, God has never stopped redeeming. He's never stopped restoring. And the enemy wants to quiet and put things in the corner. But we need to stop doing that because culture is talking to our kids all the time about what relationships are, what dating looks like, what is sexuality, what is intimacy, how do you treat a partner? We need to be the louder voice. Amen. I think you're right. And uh, scripture speaks to that so, so well. And then even if you don't measure up to scripture, uh, you can still point people to it in such a way that says, you know, this is what I did, but I really wish I would have done that. And then point them to what scripture promises when you actually do it the way that he like outlines it for you. It's truly beautiful both ways because God is the one who redeems that story. And that is the beautiful part of this Mm. conversation. We're speaking with Hannah Keeley, America's number one mom coach. We're talking about Valentine's Day. Everybody's putting all of their eggs in this Valentine basket. But you're suggesting that uh, that kind of intimacy can permeate your relationship all day long, every single day for your entire marriage. Really, is, is that possible? 
Oh my goodness. Well, you can ask my husband too, but um, <laughs> so we are really strong proponents of celebrating our intimacy all the time. And our kids often, you know, of course, you know, mom, dad, you're so gross. Like, please like go, go, go to your bedroom. Like, come on. <laughs> but they understand that pursuing one another is a characteristic of a healthy relationship. And that is something like, like your daily decisions. Do I decide today that I'm going to be loving, that I'm going to pursue this partner, that I'm going to be uh, celebrate intimacy, that I can be more vulnerable with this person. A lot of times marriages, when we don't celebrate intimacy, it usually comes from a place where we don't feel vulnerable and safe enough. Now, how do Valentine's Day is not the cure-all. Yes, it's a ritual to help you, you know, to remind yourself of that relationship and to appreciate one another. But what would life look like if you did that constantly, mm -hmm. if you communicated constantly, if you allowed yourself to feel safe with each other by open communication? And Hannah, you you add something to that intimacy. You say, we got to practice gratitude, even when things aren't perfect in the marriage. Talk about that. Gratitude is so powerful. So let me tell you something cool. This is funny that we're talking about this today because last night I was looking for something and I, and I opened up one of my old chests and I found all of these love letters that Blair had written to me every single day when we were apart for a whole summer when we were dating. And my daughter was sitting there, we were reading these love letters. She's like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. But it's still like that today. So in the throes of the romance and the dating and the, oh my gosh, they're so hot. What if you also allowed that to just bring an element in every single day, if you were grateful for this person? And that was like, just a reminder of like, oh my gosh, I love this guy so much. And if we can express that gratitude, we always have a negative cognitive bias in our mind. So we're always looking for things that are wrong instead of things that are right. Now that's just normal, it's the mom brain. But what if we could just switch it? I, I call it like putting in the clutch is shifting to another gear. Take a moment, shift to a gratitude gear, <clears throat> and then you can look at that partner as if all you can find all the things you love about that person. Okay, so thinking about ways that you can look at your partner, your wife, your husband, the way you used to look at them instead of with the way that we look at each other every day, which is trying to find fault. Thank you so much for talking about that. That's kind of our natural brain, but we can be rewired by the Lord Jesus Christ, right? We'd be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And you start doing that. You start being grateful that person once again. It changes the dance, right? Instead of like, you're not doing this, you're not measuring up. It's like, oh my word, I have never noticed that about you. And that starts bringing more of that intimacy that we're so desperately craving. But you can't just hold it to yourself. You got to share that. You got to communicate. You do have to communicate. Communication is so important. I think that's why um, Blair and I have been able to have 33 years of a fight-free marriage is we communicate about everything. We don't harbor things. We don't play games. Like, why do we play games? We're not five years old. Like when I see people doing the silent treatment or let me just insinuate something and they should pick up on it. Like, no, can you love a person enough to just communicate with clarity? Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He had no, he held no, nothing back. He communicated with so much clarity. So can we do that with the people that we love the most? I love that you said that because that's tough for a lot of people to be straightforward. And, you know, they didn't grow up that way. They're fighting through their family culture, but it definitely 
um, it's just the easiest way. It is the easiest way possible <laughs> to just say what's on your mind. And so you say to communicate constantly. And even if you do go out on Valentine's to bring a notebook, Tell, talk about this date. I love having, okay, this is a great Valentine's Day. Okay, so if you, instead of like, go ahead and make the reservations, get the chocolate, do whatever you want to do, get the sexy lingerie, but bring a notebook to your date and say, what would you love to see in our relationship throughout the next year? Mm. Am I showing up the way you want me to show up? Ask those kind of questions and be open. This is not a time for debate. This is the time to be open and, and seek out one another's hearts so you can know what could be lacking in your relationship. It may be so simple, but you don't know till you ask. Okay. Her right. name is Hannah Keeley, America's number one mom coach, kind of walking you through what intimacy can look like, not just one day a year on Valentine's Day, but every single day as you normalize the whole thing, as you practice gratitude towards one another and communicate constantly. And hey, don't forget that notebook. Great to have you with us here on Mornings with Tom and Tavi.